anything can happen. Anything can happen. Amen. My goodness, what a great crowd that's here tonight. Why don't you high five two or three people better looking than yourself? Tell them the devil's in for a bad night. If I can get a little more monitor, I really need to hear what I'm preaching tonight. Amen. Amen. And you can make your way back to your seats. Why don't we give the Lord another great praise? If I can get a little more monitor on those monitors. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. What an honor it is to be at encounter, and that's what we've come, amen? So we've come to have an encounter with God, amen. Good to be in the house of the Lord, and I'm excited to be here. Uh, I feel the presence of the Lord. I don't always feel the presence of the Lord. Sometimes I just show up. You ever be like that? Get y'all looking at me like that don't happen in Tennessee. I guess I need to move to Tennessee. Down in Texas, there's sometimes I just come to church, I don't even feel it. I'll just be honest with you. You know, what, you know what I do when I don't feel it? I force it. Y'all just looking at me like you never had to force it before. I, that, that is kind of the generation we're in, though. If they don't feel it, they just chill. Yeah, I'm not feeling it today. So I get it. But, but, but that's not how you do it when you're a Christian. When you don't feel it, you have to force it. There's sometimes I just clap my hands to slap the devil in the face. Sometimes I just stomp my feet because I know the devil's under them. Sometimes I just shout because the Bible says to shout. You just have to. I wonder if I could get somebody. that. Can I get some more monitors maybe? Turn my highs up in my monitor. Can I get somebody here tonight that could just lift your voice? Come on. Not because you feel it, but just forcing. Come on. Now you're in the Bible. The Bible says from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. If you Come on, there's some stuff you could have if you just force the praise. There'd be some stuff you could get back from. i got to have more monitor. Come on, there's some stuff you can get from hell if you would just force a praise. Give it praise. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 10. And what a privilege it is to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. 1 Samuel chapter 16 verse 10. And we will read three verses in your hearing. I'm so honored to be in Lexington, Tennessee. My mother is from uh, Blue Goose, Tennessee. Do I have any Blue Goosetonians? There's very few places I go and I say Blue Goose and they... They, 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 they think I'm just talking about some made-up place. And I'll say, well, it's right by Buck Snort. And then they laugh even harder. But y'all, y'all are like, oh, no, that's legit. You're like, I'm from Toad Suck. You know, I'm from wherever. There is a place called Toad Suck, by the way. It's in Arkansas. So anyway, I love Tennessee. My mother's right here. Lexington's where she was born. So I love the Beecham family. Uh, brother and sister Beecham, their family. I've known them as long as my memory's been working. And I honor them. What an amazing praise team and worship team. Brother Crowder, my goodness. If I could sing like that. My shower tires would have the Holy Ghost. That, that's awesome. And this amazing team, the hospitality, it's been just absolutely fantastic. I've enjoyed my time uh, here so far. First Samuel chapter 16 and verse 10. If you've arrived, say Amen. Amen. Again, Jesse made seven of his sons to pass before Samuel. 
And Samuel said unto Jesse, The Lord hath not chosen these. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Are here all thy children? And he answered, There remaineth yet the youngest, and behold, he keepeth the sheep. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Send and fetch him, for we will not sit down till he come hither. Verse 12, And he sent and brought him in. Now he was ready and with all of a beautiful countenance and goodly to look to. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. For a few minutes I want to speak to you after the seven sons of Jesse had pe- appeared before the man of God. The man of God said, that's not, that's not all. He said, there's another son. There's an eighth son. And I want you to bring him. For a few minutes I want to preach to you on the title, The Eighth Son. Look at your neighbor and say, you're an eighth son. Amen. Look at, now look at the neighbor you had to ignore. And you just hurt their little snowflake feelings. Look at them and say, you're an eighth son too. I'm sorry I had to ignore you. Now we've had a politically correct look at your neighbor. We can go ahead and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your goodness, your mercy. Come on, let's lift our voice and pray. Come on, prayer means we pray out loud. We're apostolic. Amen. Speak to us, God. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to me, through me, to your people. Father, when we leave this house, Jesus, I don't want to leave in the manner in which I came. I want your word to have transformed me, to change me. Father, I can't leave, Father, with some of the stuff I'm struggling with. I need your word to be a scalpel and cut it out. I need it to be oil, Father, and bring strength and healing. I need it to be strength through the joy of the Lord. Whatever it is, Father, that's needed in the house, I pray you would do that in this place. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now let's say it like we know who he is in Jesus name. Why don't we put our hands together giving God high praise. We're in the house of God. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. You can be seated in the house of the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. One one of every five Bible verses contains a number. There's the first day of creation. There's the 12 tribes of Israel. There's the 12 disciples and the 30 pieces of silver. 70 prophetic weeks of Daniel. Trust me, I'm not going to name all the numbers. (laughs) 144 is a, a familiar number. But one of the most famous numbers and one that's probably been on our mind a lot as we realize Jesus is coming soon is the number 666. It's the number of man or the beast, uh, the scripture of number we associate with uh, Satan. And while we understand that each scripture has principle, every line, every period with a purpose, we understand, of course, the number seven is the number of perfection. This number 666, I've heard it my whole life, the satanic number. And, um, and I actually, I've got it. Oh, he put it, he, already, he put it on the screen. He beat me to it. Freaked you guys out a little bit, right? You're like, oh, Lord, why you got to put 666? I guarantee you 666 has never been on that screen. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, I just broke that right there. I mean, come on. If you're, if you're shopping for a house later on as you start shopping for a house and the realtor's like, man, I got a killer deal. You're like, really? Yeah, I want you to meet me over at 666 Oak Crest Circle, Lexington. You'd be a hodo. <laughs> That's okay. I ain't gonna. Come on, you know, you checking into the hotel and they're like, well, you're on the sixth floor in room 666. You'd be like, uh, 
That's, oh, that's the only room we have. That's okay. I'll just sleep in the lobby. Matter of fact, I'll sleep right there, back by you. <laughs> I ain't staying in no room 666. What are you talking about? No. So I've heard about this 666 for my, my whole life. I, I too, but we better take it off. It's going to scare them so bad. You can pull it down. I've heard about it my whole life, and I know the number seven is perfection, but I, I've wondered since the devil's got his number, does Jesus have a number? And so this is, look, this is just, I know y'all, you're all on your sixth encounter, your fifth encounter in six years because of COVID, and you've had the deep revelatory preachers. Tonight, we're just going to splash around in what I like to call Tuttle's Little Puddle. So we're not going to go deep, no scuba gear needed, just roll up your pants a little bit because we're just going to be splashing, okay? So this is just what I found. I said, I'm going to find out what Jesus' number is. And so I looked at the, the, the name of Jesus. I looked it up in the Greek language. And every Greek word has a numerical value. I mean letter has a numerical value with it. And so if you take the Greek word Jesus, and I have the slide for you, it's Isus, or, and it is Iotas, 10, Eta, 8, Sigma, 20, Omicron, 70, Upsilon, 400, and Sigma, 200. So the numerical value of the name of Jesus in the Greek language, which the New Testament was written in, is 888. That's pretty awesome. So in my study, because I like to study the Bible, I said, well, wow, eight must be significant. So I said, what's the first mention of eight in Scripture? And I found it in Genesis chapter 17 and verse 12. And it says that he is the, uh, and he that is eight days old uh, shall be circumcised among you. Every man child in your generations, he that is born in the house or bought with money of any stranger which is not of thy seed. And so it is that he says, I am going to make, God said, I'm going to make a new covenant uh, with my people and they are going to be circumcised on the eighth day. And so it is that the number of seven is perfection and the number eight is one of new beginnings or new covenant. Uh, and so so as we understand, according to what we just read, that in order to be part of the new covenant, in order to be part of Israel or the people of God, you had to be circumcised, not just randomly, but on the eighth day. Even Jesus had to be circumcised, and he was uh, on the eighth day in Luke chapter 2 and verse 21. And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus. His name was called Jesus, which was named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. It is so that Jesus' name was given to Mary prior to him being born. She knew the name. She spoke the name. She understood the name. But the name was not applied to Jesus' life. Or shall I say it in modern terms, his name was written on his birth certificate on the eighth day after he had been born at circumcision. Now, God cannot change. Don't, I know this is, I'm giving you a little Bible study. The Bible says that my people perish for lack of knowledge. we got to understand what we believe. Amen? And so it is that, that we know that God does not change. What he asks and what he, God's character does not change. What he hated in the old, he still hates in the new. He is the same today, yesterday, and forever. Amen? I'm thankful for that. And so as Jeremiah starts giving us some insight, and Paul in Romans 2 in verse 28, he says, For he is not a Jew which is one outwardly, neither is circumcision that which is outward in the flesh. What he's saying here, young people, is, uh, is that circumcision is still needed. However, circumcision is not of the flesh. And so in the new covenant, uh, we don't eliminate circumcision. There's just a change of how it takes place. Uh, but he is a Jew, verse 29, uh, which is one inwardly, and circumcision is 
ideas of the heart. Oh, Pastor Tuttle, I want you to tell me tonight how I can become a joint heir because I want to be a part of the promise that Abraham has. I want to plant my feet in Lexington, Tennessee in the spirit realm and conquer that. I want to, come on, I want to have that kind of favor and that kind of blessing. Well, then you've got to be circumcised. You got to be circumcised. Not of the body, but of, and not of the flesh, but of the heart and the spirit. Well, preacher, you're scaring me a little bit. You got to tell me how, because I want in. Do I have anybody that wants in to the promises of God? Do you want to be part of the people of God? If you want to be part of the people of God, then you've got to be circumcised. And Colossians 2 and 11 says, In whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands. He said, this is not fleshly. In putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Here's the next one, 2 and 12. Let's read this one out loud together. It's Bible study night. Go to the next verse, 2 and 12. Read this with me. Buried in baptism. Listen, young people, when you went down in the waters of baptism and you were baptized in the name of Jesus, that was when you took on the name of Jesus. When you went down into the waters of baptism, you stepped in to become a joint heir. You stepped into new covenant and became a son of the eighth day. I know you know the name. I know you confessed it with your mouth. I know you speak the name, but unless you've been baptized in the waters of baptism, the name has not been applied. You can confess it. You can believe it. You can say it. You can sing it. You can preach it, baby, but you got to be buried in the name of Jesus in water. I wish now if I'm at an episode apostolic youth meeting and you're not standing about apostolic baptism we got a serious problem can I get a little house lights I said you've got to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ that's why Peter said repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost you did more than get wet you did more than join a club. You became a member. You became a member of the new covenant. You became a son of the eighth day. Somebody shout, I am an eighth son. Hopefully by the time it's done, you'll shout it like you believe it. You've been baptized in Jesus' name. How many have been baptized in Jesus' name? Come on, then the name is on you. That's what the devil's afraid of. He's not afraid of how high you jump. He's afraid of the fact that you've got the name that is above every name that's been applied to your life, the name of Jesus. Woo! Jesus' name baptism matters. Hey, and if you're here and you never have been baptized in the name of Jesus... You can leave this place an eighth son. You can leave here baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And so it is now that I've stepped into new covenant. I am an eighth son, son of the eighth day. One more time, shout, I'm an eighth son. We must take a little journey down to Bethlehem. Where in our reading today, we are introduced to the young man, famous and well-known, to all in Christianity by the name 
of David. God in our text has sent David's pastor, his family pastor, Samuel, to the house of Jesse, who was David's father. He would there be anointing the next king of Israel. I can imagine that David was somewhere out in a field and off in the distance he saw the preacher's car coming down the driveway and he thought, my goodness, the preacher's coming, we're going to eat good. Because I'm going to tell you, preachers eat good. I have eaten so good. We've, I'm telling you, it, I'm, I, we have Scott's barbecue after, for, for the preachers at least. I don't know. So someone said, how long are you going to preach? That shortened it a little bit. Good strategy. He said, we're going to eat good. So he starts packing up. I don't know if he had a rhino or a mule or a pioneer, what he was driving. But he had something out there with the sheep. He starts putting his stuff together. He pulls in. Just as the preacher's pulling in, he's pulling in his little side by side. And, and, and he's cleaning off and kicking off. And he hears the preacher say, he says, uh, call, uh, how many sons do you have, uh, Jesse? And Jesse says, I have seven sons. And I can imagine as David is there washing his hands and he, 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 he hears his father say seven and he goes down the list and he says, oh, hold on just a second. Seven, what, what, about, what about me? What, what, about, what an insult it must have been. And in and, and the mind of this young man that's like, hold on a second, I'm out here taking care. Whose sheep am I taking? I'm taking care of his sheep. I'm helping him. I'm, I'm blessing him. And, and now when it comes time for someone to be blessed, he's forgetting me. I I, 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 don't, I don't know what, what, what's going on. And, and, and all of a sudden, the, the Bible says the preacher started going down the list, and he looks at the first boy. He says, that's not it. He goes to the next boy. He says, no, that's not him. He goes to the third boy. He says, that's not him. He goes to the fourth boy. That's not him. He goes to the fifth boy. I can imagine the preacher. He's looking up at God saying, oh, God, you got to hurry up. i got to anoint one of these suckers. i got Dad over here. He's a big tithe payer. i got to impress him a little bit. Come on. But I'm thankful that God's anointing isn't drawn to who pays the most tithes. And that just become, come on, you can't buy your way up on the stage. I just got to say that. You can't buy your way up into an anointing. And then he got down to the sixth and then he went to the seventh. And now the stage is cleared and, 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 and there are no more sons on the stage. And, and, and he asked the funniest question of Jesse. He says, Jesse, he said, are these, are these all what a, what a crazy question. Preacher would ask from, from the daddy. I mean, no daddy's going to leave his son out. No daddy's going to. Come on. What, what kind of question are you asking? That's almost insulting. Why ask the question, preacher? I'll tell you why the question was asked. Because daddy may have forgotten him. But God had not forgotten him. And you know what I've come to tell some young people in encounter? That you feel forgotten. Eight sons feel forgotten. But while man may forget you. And while, and while your dad may not have forgotten you. And, and your mother's, come on somebody. God knows right where you are. He knows right what you're going through. He knows, shut up. Let me preach to a young man that thinks they can't be used by God because of who their dad is not. The devil is a liar. He, uh, well, nope. Nobody knows who I am. Nobody knows where I'm from. It doesn't matter. There's a God, and God knows. And it doesn't matter if your dad was a, is a painter or if your dad's a preacher. It doesn't matter. He knows where you are. Let me just tell you, your destiny and the call of God on your life is not linked to your family tree. 
I said, your mother could have been a prostitute. Your dad could be a drug seller. He could be a gang member. Doesn't matter. Does not matter. Doesn't matter. David, God has got an and if you're anointed, you're going to have a season where your name doesn't get tagged in the Facebook page. If you're anointed, there'll be a time where you're not picked to sing the solo. And if you're anointed, there's going to be times you don't get to teach the Sunday school class. That's part of being an eight son. Eight sons are forgotten. You'll have to have your neighbors say, it doesn't matter who your daddy is. Now, I got to go ahead and go all the way on that point. Because it doesn't matter who your daddy is. Could be a painter, but he also could. Now, some of y'all, you think because of who your daddy is, you're entitled to it. I meet people like that all the time. I'm like, hey, my name's Matt, Matt Tuttle. They're like, oh, well, I'm Lee Stone King's cousin's nephew's best friend's house cleaner. Oh, well, what's your name? Come on. And just because your dad's a preacher or a deacon or you're 16th generation apostolic and you can trace your roots back to Adam, that doesn't mean you don't have to pray. That doesn't mean that you get to just sit down on the pew and be like, well, my daddy's the pastor. I don't care if your daddy's the pastor or a pimp. It's not about who your daddy is. It's about who you are. And you are an eighth son. If you've been buried in the waters of baptism, if you spoke with other tongues, if you're pursuing sanctification, you are a son of the eighth day. You ought to give God praise right where you are. You ought to give him glory. I know the world around us is dying in darkness. Is upon it. It's as if we're looking into the eyes of corpses. But across the dead death of our world, across the disaster of our world, there's there's still a Noah that's got an ark. And and he spared not the old world, but saved Noah the, the eighth person. See, come on. Eight sons don't complain about the sin around them. They build a structure that saves the world around them. I said we weren't called to complain. We were called to construct. To construct an... Hey. Because the solution isn't going to be found in D.C. The solution isn't in a new representative, a new president. The solution is in a group of young people in the eighth son that realize I can build an ark and I can get you out of this hell hole. I can get you out of your depression. I can get you out of your anxiety. I can get you out of your pornography problem. I can get you out of your suicidal mindset. I'm an eighth son. Come on, whatever you're battling, you're in the right place. We can get you out because we are eight sons. Somebody shout, I'm an eighth son. Eight sons. They build an ark that floats above their world. And so, Dave, so Jesse, he, he tells the preachers, the preacher says, you got any more boys? He says, oh, yeah. First Samuel chapter 16 and verse 11. He says, yeah, I do. He said, I got one more. He said, and he's keeping the sheep. Our first mention of David is not by name, but he's known by passion. He didn't say, yeah, I've got one more boy named David. He said, I got one more boy. He's crazy about the pasture. He, let me tell you, God calls people. 
that aren't looking for position, but that care for the pasture. You want to be used by God? Feed my sheep. You want to be used by God? Get involved in it. I don't need my name in the lights. I saved a little lamb from a lion today. You don't have to call me pastor. You don't have to put my name in the bulletin. You don't have to recognize me on social media. I'm not in it for that. I'm in it to see a sheep saved from the mouth of a bear. I'm in it because I'm passionate about the pasture. Wonder if I got some young people that your mission is not the platform. Your mission is a pasture where you say I'm going to get as many sheep as I can. I'm going to reach as it were into the pits of hell, pulling them from it. David didn't care about his name being known. Let me tell you, eight sons don't care about their name. They care about his name. I said they care about his name. God doesn't pick people that are worried about their name. Because it's not, come on, we're not here to make Matthew Tuttle great. We're not here to make you great. We're here to make him great. People all caught up in that jazz get bitter, get their hurt feelings hurt. I can't believe, you know, they put a picture of the youth group up and they didn't even tag my name on it. You idiot. What a, well, I mean, come on, snowflakes. We don't need that. We don't, you're not an eighth son. You're not an eighth son. Come on. What, what do eight sons do when they're forgotten by their father? They're out there looking for a lion. And they're killing lions. Eight sons are lion killers. Eight sons are bear killers. You know what I think is amazing? When David, when David introduces himself to Saul to go fight Goliath, he lists off his resume. He said, I don't need all this. He said, your servant. He says, I've killed a lion. I've killed a bear. He said, I, and I think that's hilarious that he has to tell Saul that he's killed a lion and a bear. It's just hilarious because if it was you or me and I killed a lion with my bare hands, oh, you can be guaranteed the whole world would know about it. You would have, come on, you'd have yourself an Instagram selfie with a lion. Come on, right there, lion killer. You'd have a website, www.killslionsforjesus.com. First, you know, the first thing would be your picture with a lion's head and a big fat donate now and support this ministry. But he had to tell the king that he had accomplished amazing things. And I didn't find many other people been able to do that except Samson. And he's got to tell why. Because he wasn't in it for this. Eight sons aren't in it. I, I don't know why I'm on this point. But i got to get into this generation uh, that we're not in it for what we can put on Instagram. We're not in it for how it looks on Facebook. Because the bottom line is this looks kind of goofy on Instagram. This looks kind of funny. But it kills lions. And it kills bears. And it works. Woo! He's killing the light. You want to know why the praise team's anointed? You want to know why there's an anointing on me tonight? Because there was a young man or a young lady that got into a prayer room. 
Well, they sang good, and I gave them the credit. And I'm preaching good, and you're clapping and giving me credit. But let me just give credit where credit's due. It's due to the young teenager that got here early today, got into a prayer room, and began to kill a lion, and began to kill a bear. And nobody saw you. Nobody knows you. Nobody's going to recognize you. But you are an eight son, and it's you. When you feel forgotten, don't you sulk and pout. You go find a lion. You kill him. Find a bear. You know what else he was doing? He was writing songs. I am forgotten is dead, he says. Forgotten is dead. I'm like a broken vessel. Psalms 31 and 13. He says, for I have heard the slander of many. Fear was on every side. They took counsel against me. They devised to take my life away, but... But I trusted in God. I trusted in the Lord. Psalms 27 and 10. Psalms 27 and 10. He said, when my father and my mother forgot me, then the Lord, you want the Lord to pick you up? Then somebody's got to let you down. I said, if you want God to remember you, somebody has to forget you. So I say, take this whole world. Take it all. I'm an eight son. I am an eight son. If you've been let down, if you've been hurt, if you've been forgotten, you're in a miracle moment. You're in a moment ready for the supernatural. <laughs> Woo! Nuke and locked up in the eighth sun was the DNA of Jesus Christ, God that would save the world. Christ would come out. The seed of David, it was from the seed of this eighth boy that was forgotten. It was him that Jesus came. God introduced revelation of himself manifest in flesh through an eighth son. I know that Christianity around us seems to be getting bigger and grander. And we are the Pentecostal, the weird apostolics. Oh, yeah, y'all are the crazy people down there that dress weird. You're just, oh, yeah, y'all the little church. Y'all just the little, y'all over there. You're just, the, you're just, come on. And while modern Christianity may have looked down their nose and forgotten us, never forget that Jesus re reveals himself. Ooh, what are you saying, preacher? I'm saying we might not have as big of a coliseum yet. We might not have as fancy of a show yet, but we are the eighth son, and in us, in us is the DNA. I said in us is the DNA of what God is wanting to do in this inside of you. Inside of you. Woo. Hey, I just got to tell you, I love it. We're stepping up. Look at it, man. We got cool lights and all that jazz. Some of you come here. You don't have none of that. Where I was raised in Holland, we didn't have none of this. And I think it's all great and nice. My church, we got the coffee shop. We're building another one. It's awesome. However, I have found this to be true. When the crackhead walks into our church, when the teenager whose parents are getting a divorce and daddy's making her choose, do you live with me? And mama's pulling to live with me. And she's got a razor blade. But she heard she could come to a Pentecostal church. But let me just say this. 
They don't care if your donuts are sprinkled or chocolate glazed. Don't, don't try to give a suicidal person a donut and a latte. I'm not saying you shouldn't give them a donut and a latte. Don't get up here and try to put on a little show, a little Australian song on a stool. No, 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 no. We are the eighth son. We're the place you come when your lion is clawed onto you and your bear is dang. Hey, here's a donut, but we got something better. We got deliverance. We've got something better than a latte. We've got the love of Jesus. So have your latte, but don't you forget that this is how we did it. This is what got us here. We're aisle runners. We're pew jumpers. We're shouting. Somebody shout, I'm an eighth son. I'm an eighth son. Woo. They're not coming in to be awed by our brilliance. They're coming in to get rid of their bears. Come on, somebody. Woo, I feel the Holy Ghost. You know what? I'm tired. I'm tired about hearing about this number six. Put that number six up there. Put my number. I'm tired. Of, I'm tired. Don't you? Just don't you? I'm, look at your neighbor and say, I'm an eighth son. You know what I say we do? I say we kick it on its head. You know what happens when you turn a six upside down? Anybody know? What? Turn, man, y'all are genius. Y'all don't even need school no more. Like, why are y'all going, I guess the homeschool thing during COVID worked well. Flip it up. Boom. See, when you turn a six upside down, it turns into a nine. That's revelation. <laughs> And if you knew what the number nine represented, you would be shouting. Because see, the number nine represents finality. <laughs> what are you saying, preacher? I'm saying that if you want to put an end to hell's mess in your life, turn it upside down. <laughs> Eighth sons, turn hell's kingdom up. Eight sons put an end to things. I said eight sons put an end to things. You don't have to complain about your pornography problem. You can put an end to it. You don't have to complain about your drug addiction. You have the ability to put an end to it. You don't have to complain about your suicidal thought. You can end it because you're an eight son. Come on, I said, oh. I say it's, it, it's Friday night encounter youth conference. Let's put an end to some hell in our cold. We're the solution for the hell in this world. Let's, I'm not here to tolerate it. I'm here to put an end to it. I didn't come to counsel you through it. I came to kill it. How do I do that? Here's how you do it. You begin to worship God. You begin to give God praise. You put in. Come on, somebody. Acts chapter 16 and verse 7. And when they found them not, they drew nigh Jason and certain brethren of the rulers of the city of Yah, crying, These also have turned the world upside down. 
Hey, ladies and gentlemen, dear friends, you have the power to turn your world upside down. And when you do, that's why Jesus Christ, the eighth son, hung on a cross. And you know the last words he said? It's finished. He turned hell upside down and put an, and he put that power in you. I said, why do you keep complaining about the problem that hell has brought to your door? Why don't you get out in the aisle and say tonight is the last night? I know there'll be another devil, but why are you shouting like that? Because the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence until right now. And the violent take it by force. I'm fighting. I'm an eighth son. I'm a demon killer. I'm a lion slayer. That's why old David, he looked at Goliath. Come on, Manosa. We're going to put an end to some stuff here tonight. I've come to declare war on the enemy. You've been dealing with things you do not have to deal with. You've been dealing with demonic mindsets and forces in your life that we can get rid of. That's why David looked at Goliath. He said, you come at me with a sword, a spear, and a shield. I come at you in the name of the Lord of, of hosts. He says, and I, today I will cut your head off. But he didn't even have a sword. All he had was a sling. How's he going to cut his head off? I'll tell you how. He was looking at Goliath, looking at that sword, thinking, when I kill you, I get your sword. And I'm going to use what you plan to kill me with to kill you. What are you saying? I'm saying that eight sons look at their enemies without fear. They say, oh, you're going to try to kill me with depression? I'm going to take that, and I'm going to get every." Everybody that you've been trying to kill with depression out of depression. Everybody you've been trying to get with suicide. I'm, whatever it is hell has fought you with, that's what you're going to pull young people out of hell with. Whatever he's tried to cut your head off with is the very tool you will use. You wondering what your destiny is? Look at your battle. Look at your fight. That is not something to fear. That should give you faith. Do I have anybody just be honest? Say, preacher, I've been struggling with anxiety. I've struggled with it. I, I got one honest person in this section. Thank you for there. Now that, now that you were honest, you opened the door. Anxiety. Depression. Fear. Doubt. Anger. Lust. Whatever your hand is raised on right now, you are going to kill that tonight. And then guess what? Get ready. Get ready. Because you're going to start meeting young people with the same demon you've defeated. And you're going to use. You're going to use your testimony to get them out. Because you're an eighth son. Somebody shout, I'm an eighth son. I said, I'm an eighth son. Eight sons end things. Now put my... So put, put my eight back up there. Whew. So when you kick a six, when you kick, kick hell's kingdom upside down, it finishes it. Right? Look at your neighbor and say, we're going to kill hell tonight. 
But when you're an eight, son, and your world gets turned upside down, you know what happens when you turn an eight upside down? Watch. Do it. Boom. There it is. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying that whether your life is on its feet or you're on your head, the devil can't stop you. Hell can't end you. You because you're an eight son. Whether I'm on my feet or my life is on its head. Whether my whether my family's going good or my mom and dad are getting divorced. Whether I am in an encounter or I'm in Wednesday night youth group. I will not die. I will live. I wish I could get some young people that would give God praise 10% how hard I'm preaching right now. You ain't even sweating. You ought to let the devil know I'm a fighter. What are we doing here? We're having church. We're killing devils. We're shouters. We're jumpers. We're leapers. We kill. We put. Uh, hey, hit your neighbor again. Say, I know I'm having you hit your neighbor a lot because most of y'all just looking at me. So hit your neighbor because they need to hear. I guess they're not hearing. Tell them, say, you put an end to things. Even when you're upside down, you're more powerful than hell is right side up. You don't have less power because you don't have the whole youth group with you. You're as powerful on your worst day as you are on your best day. <laughs> we put it. I was with a. I was at this men's conference. I ain't gonna preach much longer. My goodness, she didn't fly me from Texas for ten minutes. I got one guy that's lying. Preach, y'all like shh. <laughs> I got two. Watch out, they're gonna stone you. I'm looking at them. I was preaching this youth, uh, I'm sorry, I was, I was attending a men's conference. And they had a real smart preacher preaching. And I enjoy listening to the smart guys. It helps me, you know, because I'm one of the dumb ones. So I'm sitting there listening to the smart guy. He's going all through all this stuff. And he's figured out how many angels there are in heaven. I'm like, my God. This guy is so amazing. He figured out how many angels there were. I mean, it was legit. Like, had scriptures, the whole thing. And then he's like, so if there's that many angels, there's like 300 million. He says a third of them are kicked out. He said, there's 100 million devils. And then he kept on talking. I'm like, whoa, hold on just a second. You just told me there's 100 million devils. Um, now I need you to tell me how to kill. And he never told me. So dumb me has to sit there and do the math. I'm thinking, okay, how are we going to, because see, I'm not like one of these guys that can look out there and be like, oh, spirit of fear, you're battling the spirit of uh, doubt, you're I, don't, I don't know how to do that. I'm kind of a guy that's like nuclear bomb. Let's just kill all the devils. <laughs> what do you guys say? Y'all want to kill all the devils? If you, look, listen, now hold on. If you don't want to kill all the devils, I'm going to need you to leave right now because you might be one of them. <laughs> how many of you want to kill all the devils? You want to kill you want to kill all the devils? Good. You, good. I, 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 got, I got my notes and I'll get to them. But here's how you do it. One, the Bible says if any two agree on earth is touching any one thing, it'll be done to my Father which is in heaven. But he said if one can put a thousand, but two can put 
10,000. So basic math here, if two can put 10,000, we're multiplying by 10. So then we can go 100,000 with three, right? Okay, so how many do I need to get 100 million? The answer is six. Hmm. Now, so here's what I learned. I learned that if I can get with five other people that will agree with me, I can take out every demon in hell. Hold on, hold on. So, Pastor, why then haven't we got every demon in hell? Here's why. How many handles are on the side of a coffin? Six. It takes six people to carry one dead person. So here's the strategy of the devil. Fill the house with dead people. And you being dead sucks up six people that could be. You just do the math next service. For every deadhead, you're sucking out six worshipers. But, oh, God, if you could ever get everybody on the same page. If you, if you could ever get everybody to link up together, we wouldn't have to worry about which devil we were fighting. We could take out all of them. I say an encounter. We take out all of them. Let's take them all out. Let's destroy. <laughs> Somebody shout, I'm an eighth son. I'm almost done. Tell him I'm a devil killer. Shout it, I'm a devil slayer. <laughs> Say, I put an end to things. When you're on your head. But see, there's always some smarty pants in the room. And I can feel your vibe right now. And you're like, well, Brother Tuttle. You probably got a British accent. I'm not, I'm not on my head and I'm not on my feet. I'm on my side. Oh, you smarty pants. You're like, I've been, I've been knocked over. Knock over, bud. <laughs> On your side. But you know what happens when you put an eight on its side? Put it on its side. Do I have any math? That means, you know what that means? That's infinity. When, oh, come on, somebody. Where this, in a minute. That means whether you're on your head, on your feet, or on your side, there is nothing, nothing hell can throw at you. That's it. That's why they call us holy rollers. Because when we're on our side, we just keep on moving. I said when we're on our side, we keep on rolling. You can't stop me. I'm an eight son. Somebody shout, I'm an eight son. Whether your world's upside down, right side up, or on its side, you're not going to die. The devil's told some of you that you've seen your last days in the best days of your life or in your history. He's a liar. He's a liar. He's a liar. Woo! I'm almost done. Somebody shout, I'm an eight son. See, now you got to realize you got the eighth son in the music department. 
Brother Crowder, he plays a little bit of keyboard, I understand. He can sing, he can play. Yeah. All I need you to do is hit me a center C. C. See, now you get to turn up the volume a little bit. C. Now, there's also the eighth son in the music department, and it's called an octave. <laughs> That's the number eight, and it's in the music department. So right now you're playing a C. Hit it again. Go up one octave. Just don't play that one. Just play that one. Okay, so you went up eight, right? All right, so you were playing C. You went up eight. What are you playing now? C. C. All right, go up, go up eight more. Do another eight. Ooh, that sounds higher. Like you just went to another level. What, what letter is that? C. Hold on. So you're changing letter. You're changing levels, but you're not changing letters. See, the eighth son can get into something, and it might change the level, but doesn't change the letter. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying we don't have to change who we are. We don't have to change the oneness of God. We don't have to change the new birth message. We don't have to change our running and dancing and shouting because we are an eighth son. And the way that your grandma did it is the way you're going to do it. And the way that they got it is the only way we're going to your mama had a breakthrough dancing. Your daddy had a breakthrough weeping. Your grandpapa had a breakthrough running. It's still the same letter. We're just going to another level. Somebody shout, I'm an eight son. Woo, here's what we're gonna do. I feel the Holy Ghost. You, mm. Shout it to the devil. Look down at the floor of the devil. I need you to say, devil, I'm an eight son. <laughs> and I'm about to put an end to your kingdom in my city. I'm about to put an end to whatever hell you've been messing around in my mind. Are y'all ready? Here's how we're going to do it. Now, here's how we're going to do it. You're going to get with five other people. <laughs> oh, the devil's getting scared. Now, if somebody near you is not getting with five other people, you need to have five of them. Now, if you get six or seven or eight, that's fine. Just don't have four. Don't leave. Come on, praise team. But just make sure you're grouped up together. Now, don't, don't shout just yet. I'm going to give you the sign. I'm going to give you the sign. Link, you can get out in the pews. Come on, look, he said we were free. We're a mask. You know what Jesus left in the tomb? You know what he left in the tomb? A mask, face mask. Come on, we're out of that right now. Come on, we're out of that. Come on, come on, come on. Here it is. Woo, somebody shout, I'm an eighth son. Y'all got to link up. You got to be connected. I know you're a guy and a girl, but that's cool. We're all good. Go ahead. You're on the platform. Get it together. Gotta get, we got to get y'all linked up. Now, what I need you to do is in your mind, I need you to see whatever it is you need to end in your life tonight. You, we didn't just come to encounter to hear pretty songs and revelatory preaching. We came with the armor of God on. Why did he give you armor? In order to kill stuff. 
I need you to unsheathe the sword now. And I need you in your mind to visually see the thing. Whatever it is, anger, lust, family problem, divorce that's coming against your family. I don't know what it is. And on the count of three, I'm going to shout. We're going to shout and we're going to shout the name of Jesus. That's the last time you're going to speak English. You're going to open your mouth and you're going to begin to speak with other tongues. And as you do, the walls are going to begin to crumble. And it's going to be liberating in this house. I said there's liberty that's going to come. And when you feel them crumble, I want you to lift your voice again and begin to shout. Shout, dance, run, roll, get crazy, and let hell know his kingdom is coming down on the count of three. One, two, remember, we're going to shout Jesus. One, two, three, Jesus. There it is. Come on. Give me a hand. My death 